0: media studios deep inside a secret underground bunker we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world welcome to the resistance this is john crump live yes we are back today is tuesday which i like to call monday with the t If you want, you can go ahead and support Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market, and they do sponsor my podcast. So thank you, Tusk.
1: Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only
0: cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet? With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e commerce needs. For Gun Guys, buy Gun Guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution yes join that digital revolution and also you can support me by going to johncrump.locals.com or you can support rich by going to johncrump.locals.com and speaking of rich here we go flying rich man. i'm not at
2: johncrump.locals.com it's (laughs) flyingrich.locals.com
0: Flying rich i'm sorry
2: Ooh, i see a correct answer in there uh it's not marine gun builder
0: It's not Marine Gun Builder, nope, but it is Eric from Iraq, AV, okay, damn it. Um, (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) It's half of them. That's right. (laughs) From IV8888888888. What does the 8888 mean?
3: So... We did a YouTube video um, explaining it, but I'll give you the super short story because I'm I'm sure a lot of people probably already heard it, but, you know, I was a real big uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan back in the day, and, you know, his race car number was 88, and it was right after he took on 88, because I think it used to be, what, eight, I think, and then went to two eights, or, but anyway, but whatever, and, uh, you know, like, back in the early days of the internet when people were just first starting to get, like, email addresses and stuff like that, you know, they would... You know, it would be like whatever their hobby is and then like, you know, a a series of numbers or whatever. And I guess that's still popular. But back then, that was that was kind of like the the rule, like you had to do that. And uh, I went to choose two eights and it was taken. So I just stroked in four because I didn't think it was ever going to amount to anything and then now uh, i'm stuck forever answering that question <laughs>
0: uh didn't <laughs> and, uh,
3: it's really just a stupid thing you know
0: <laughs> didn't he have to change his number to 88 because uh there was like a dispute with his stepmom or something like that
3: you know what what is so funny about that is that i actually could care less about racing now and i i have not followed racing in probably a decade and a half so it's like you know, I'm trolled constantly.
0: Well, I, I, I don't actually watch uh, uh, NASCAR or anything like that. I just I'm more an F1 type guy. Um, you but...
3: know, it is it is cool to, to watch those. I, I would I would like to drive an F1 race car. Ooh,
0: those things are insanely expensive.
3: I I've actually driven
2: uh, in the Porsche Club, Watkins Glen, Lime Rock, and Bridgehampton. So I've
0: had a little fun. Hey, uh, oh yeah, Rich, shoot BWE the link. Okay, don't post it in the chat. Don't post it. <laughs> we no, we 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 were broadcasting to my main channel, and we had about a thousand people. So Rich, uh, so Rich decides he's going to put the freaking link for someone in the chat.
2: Well, we had this guy trolling us, and what was uh, he was Tuck firens so, and so, so he, around. so
0: he won the troll battle because he got you to put the link uh, to I'm a like, 1, Dude, thousand people. Put up
2: or shut up. You're know, like real men, free men. This, blah blah. It's like,
0: oh oh, but know, I, uh, by the I right. need to
3: There's not be in man, jail real to show that an anonymous uh, screen name.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: ding ding ding.
0: There was. Uh, something that I was flipping through the channels one time, a long time ago. And I think it was discovery channel, travel channel or something. And I saw you and uh Barry on there. What the hell was up really? with that? Yeah. He had a, like a pilot or yeah, something.
3: It, it was, it was exactly what it was. It was a pilot for Prepper hillbillies and it was a show. And it, it's funny. They were throwing around a lot of different names for the show. Um, you know, All these random names, I don't even remember, some of them were so terrible, but then they wound up sticking to Prepper Hillbillies, and the whole idea, uh, the premise of the show was that Barry and Fred and I and Ray and a few others at Moss, the whole idea was that we had this, like, you know, survival company, and we would go around and, like, you know, burglar-proof your home or come up with solutions uh, for your, you know... (laughs) your your household to keep people from breaking in and messing with you or or people would come to us with like very specific problems and then we were supposed to like solve them you know it's kind of this tooky thing and you know, they tell you what to say and all. it wasn't reality per se but uh it was fun it was interesting to get our, our feet wet and, and do some some tv work
0: yeah, yeah that was oh, uh, cool. de- that that was definitely interesting i didn't i didn't know if uh richie knew about that
2: no, no, I didn't know about that. I, now, something somebody told me is you're the first YouTuber ever to get monetized.
3: First YouTuber?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: what? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, definitely not the first YouTuber. Um, while we're still talking about TV, though, I do want to mention I also got to go out to the West Coast of Hollywood to go film with Early Ermy for Gunny Time, and that was cool. I got to meet Adam Baldwin and uh, dude. What a great group of people! We had so much fun, and I met some great friends out there. And that was maybe six months before Gunny passed away.
0: Ooh! Oh and wow! He
3: wasn't—he was doing okay, but he was—you could tell it was kind of hard on him in those last months. But um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, look at that! <laughs> yep, that's Fred on the far right, and then Barry in the middle, and then, of course, me on the left. But yeah cool stuff.
0: Did you really think you were going to sneak something like that behind uh, by me?
3: No! I mean, dude, it's cool, but we did the two TV shows. Those are the only two times I've been on TV was for Prepper Hillbillies, and then for the uh, Gunny Time TV. I I did the segment on the Origin 12 shotgun. Um, FosTech brought me out to demonstrate that shotgun, so that was was a lot of fun. And then getting back to the other thing that Rich was talking about, uh, what what was that again that you you had mentioned before we... (laughs) I've heard you
2: you were like the first or one of the first uh, people on YouTube to get monetized.
3: Uh no, no. I, I don't know who starts these rumors, but they're they're kinda they're kinda outlandish. Um we, we're definitely not the first YouTubers by any stretch of the imagination, especially not in the gun realm. Uh there's people that have been around longer than we have. I believe Hickok's been around a few years longer than we have, uh, before we started making uh stuff. And then uh, guys like Nut and Fancy and there's you know, a few of the, the sort of old school legacy uh, sort of YouTube channels I guess I'm sort of one of those at this point I'm an OG in this in this realm to some degree but um, no definitely not the first um, but it was interesting seeing you know everything kind of change gears once they brought on a little bit more widespread monetization for content creators um, yeah, it was an interesting time it was it was kind of for my opinion kind of back when YouTube was a little freer a little more open a little more libertarian, if you will, I suppose, like kind of just saying, hey, we're going to be a platform and we're just kind of sort of stay out of the way and just let you guys do whatever. And that was kind of the vibe it had back then. Yeah. It, and- I got a question for you. I, I mean, if I hold
2: something up and talk about it and it's a pew, I get demonetized or li- let me just say limited monetization. At, are your videos monetized or?
3: Well, it just depends. I mean, like it depends on the subject matter because the way that they do their policies and everything, of course, they tend to kind of write the policies in ways that it can kind of like anything goes, right? They could take it any way they want. So depending on the way the policy is written and depending on the particular content in uh, in question, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of videos end up getting demonetized. Um, I will say, though, that YouTube has really been trying to understand the space a little better. Um, you know, there's probably some relationships I can't necessarily discuss in a lot of detail, but that it's been really tough over these years. I mean, imagine, all right, imagine, if you will, that Google, YouTube is this, you know, kind of big um, conglomerate. Well, they really are. It like is. <laughs> company, right. And yeah, they are. They are. But imagine working for this company, so to speak. Right. You, you don't literally go into YouTube and do your thing. But the point is, though still kind of in a, ingrained in, in the in the lifeblood of, you know, the way that the, that the company runs because they rely on their content creators for content. And it's a symbiotic relationship between content creator and platform. So imagine, if you will, working for a company for 14, 15 years and never meeting anybody, never talking to them, never having any contact. And then, uh, you know, maybe being in a situation where eventually someone from YouTube does reach out to you and say, hello, you know, hey, how can we help make this easier or explain this easier, or, Hey, what advice do you have since you've been doing this so long about policy or things like that? So we have had some talks with them over the years uh, on, on bits of policy changes. And of course, I obviously try to be the voice of reason, but to say that they're a large ship that turns slow, but they are, I believe, trying to make a distinctive effort to, uh, work within this space in a way that will be fair and equitable to content creators moving forward, I really do believe. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I hope. Um, They're i are trying. I don't think disguising saying gun is going to affect anything.
1: That,
2: I don't know. I watched Johnny B, and he uses a lot of language where he says pew instead of gun and, you know, a couple other things. I,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think that has anything to do with anything. That's just what I think. I don't know.
2: Could be the AI. Look, I've had, so we simulcast to my channel also and I've had it demonetized on my channel where it's like monetized on John's channel.
3: Right. So So like one channel will be monetized and the other one will not, even though the content is the same. Yeah. And it could be everything from like algorithms and all types of, things that they do, like, there's no telling. They're like it, It's kind of hard to say. I mean, it could be a combination of technology, a combination of people, manual review. I mean, there's all sorts of things. Right. It could even just be some specific place that you, I mean, okay, look at Twitter, for instance, and, you know, there's that one uh, link that you can pull up, and you can type in your Twitter handle, and it'll tell you, it, like, all the various ways that you might be blacklisted or you know oh, shadow wow. banned on Twitter. Yeah, it's like a, it's a little tool. I'll send you the link. No, yeah. Can I put it in this private chat? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Yeah.
3: Okay, so I'll I'll pull I'll show you the link and you can actually pull up right now and see if your if your Twitter page is shadow banned. Oh, that's but crazy. The fact that you can check it and they can tell you, yeah, you're being, you know, hidden in comments or you're, you know, they got a, a pretty wide-ranging series of tools, at least Twitter does, that they can use. And uh, is it really impossible to think that YouTube doesn't have similar tools that they can use to, um, you know, silence a certain page if maybe they don't like their views, or maybe they don't like the content, or maybe the content's not up to the family-friendly quality that they would think? Mm-hmm. So there's there's more wide-ranging things than just, let's say, the um, the policies themselves. You know, they may look at the totality of content, not to say that you guys aren't family-friendly or great or anything like that, but... But they might. There could be. I don't know. If somebody drops the f-bomb every other word, that could be reason enough to say, all right, they're going to demonetize that video because it's not family friendly. And I mean, at the end of the day, you got to kind of think that little ears might be listening. So that that's why. I mean, if if y'all talk to me in person, you know, I mean, I I have a potty mouth. I I I drop some bad words. I mean, just like any soldier does, you know. But but I know on YouTube to keep it PG. So I've always had a, a pretty distinctive policy to try to keep things keep things you know, cool. That might be something that some people can maybe consider. Cause I, I do notice there are a lot of channels that are related to guns and they, you know, they go off the rails sometimes using bad language and, you know, that might be a consideration.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, yeah. that all came down during the apocalypse, the whole language thing, which, we- yeah. It was okay to say a word one day, then the next day, something. You oh know, yeah, private company.
2: You, Eric, I'm going to ask you one personal favor. Joe Shooting Gallery New England is a good friend of mine and a big fan of yours. Can you say hello to him?
3: Howdy, Joe. How you doing today? I <laughs> hope everything's well up there in the in the Northeast. Yeah, he's in Afghanistan.
0: Yeah, the he is.
3: That I've ever been to that area. I've been to Mackinac Island, so island uh, up up near Michigan. Up, you know, it, a bunch of Amish live on this island called Mackinac Island. No, I didn't know uh, it was Amish place. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do you,
3: family that lives in the area, and we we visit from time to time.
0: Do you know uh, Richard Hoffman BWE Firearms?
1: I do not. How you doing? Good. How you doing?
0: He is uh, the the world's most uh, the like the the world's uh, greatest expert on Uzis. Uzis,
3: so they tell me. Yeah, like IWI
0: <laughs> call, IWI calls him. Okay. And,
2: and fellow Florida man. Oh yes. Oh boy. Now yeah. We know where this is
1: going.
0: Yeah, he he goes, <laughs> so, he goes
1: back, exactly where this is going. He goes
0: back to the days Wait. of uh, InterTech and stuff like that. In our arms. In our arms. Inter-tech. Sorry. Intertech. They made uh, water guns.
2: So what I was posting in the pre-show chat that I have the best gun tuber ever coming on the show, Richard Hoffman said, you don't have me.
1: No, I did not <laughs> say you don't have me. <laughs> I yeah. said, I expected to see my face on there when I, you know, <laughs> cooked on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically his company, all they do is work on machine guns. Sub guns, sub machine guns. Well, I might
1: have, some, I,
3: I might have some questions at some point.
0: You know, yeah, he, he he would be the guy to talk to. I mean, he does uh incredible work. That one when you were building up the Uzi, the side of the Uzi.
2: Yeah, he's got some really good videos. I mean, like stuff you never thought anybody could do.
0: Like what was that? Was you somebody ever
3: notice on a Uzi. I got a question. Okay. All right. All right, when you suppress an Uzi, you ever notice how it's got this very distinctive, almost a whistling sound? And it seems like the Uzi is the only gun that suppresses like that. Why, yeah. why does the Uzi make that very unique and distinctive sound when you suppress it?
1: Because it's such a good gun.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what about, sir. Well, okay, but, but seriously, though, like, it's got a very unique tone.
1: It does, There's and no I don't know what
3: gun makes.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it has that tone and no to nothing else if does. It was
3: being fired at you. you yeah. would
1: know it was yeah. Newsy by
3: the sound of the gun.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, very
3: distinctive sound.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, some some of the some of the really cool guns he will have he'll have like a original Thompson uh, machine gun in there. Do you still got that one? Are you yeah. done with that one?
1: No, I'm not done with it yet. Yeah. I will be by uh, by uh, uh, the IV shoot. Oh, okay. Which a- I'm supposed to have a table at. I don't know because oh. I, I never get emails back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we might know somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, he has like uh, the M- MP5s, uh, Stens. Uh, what else do you have there? Uzis, of course.
1: STG 44,
0: STG 44 in there.
1: Oh wow! A, uh, that's a really
3: unique, a really unique machine gun for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I love mean, the, the STG. The Germans
3: 44. had their, their thinking cap on with that one, especially at the point of war they were in. I mean, to think that you, you're probably struggling to make everything you can you can already, and then to think, well, let's come up with something new. I mean, yeah. you design something like that in the middle of a war, like what were yeah. you thinking? It's just I mean, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, let's come up with something totally new and unique. Yeah, the cyclical. worry. Yeah, it we...
3: fires a completely different cartridge. Yeah, right. Completely different logistics. Like, what were they thinking?
1: What they were thinking is, <laughs> you know, what would be cool. Well,
0: well, well, Hitler was on meth.
1: <laughs> they,
2: they, they had an ancestor at wow. Keltec working over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh,
3: well, maybe they thought that the gun could change the tide of the war. That's the only explanation.
0: Yeah. Well, they also came out with the Messerschmitt towards the end of the war too.
3: I have a I have a awesome picture of a Messerschmitt right here on the wall in front of me.
1: That's, That's a neat, cool. but, neat. A jet.
3: Yeah, yeah. So so no, those, the, car. those uh, the fuselages on those things were made out of a uh, super alloy called Dural. All right. So they were making drillings back in the day using the super alloy called Dural. D-U-R-E-L, Dural. I guess that's how you say. It. I'm a redneck. I don't know, but that, that's how a redneck would explain it. But but it was a super alloy, and it was made to be stronger than aluminum but lighter than aluminum. And that's what they made the fuselage on the Messerschmitt out of was Dural. Huh, and yes. they also experimented. They made uh, Luger's frames out of Dural,
1: mm-hmm. but of
3: course that was incredibly too expensive. Like the yeah. Luger was already an expensive gun to make. But it's just crazy to think that they had the super alloy and they were experimenting with it. And so I actually have a drilling that is made with a dural receiver, the same thing they made the Messerschmitt Future Laws out of.
1: Really? Pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. I love drillings. They're neat.
0: That is really cool.
3: If you don't stop me, I'll go on different tangents, man. I can't help
1: it. (laughs) That's fine. I don't mind that.
0: Welcome to the show. You
1: can go ahead and go on different tangents. You know, John, just be quiet we are taking over,
0: over. <laughs> uh, it, it, it happens that's all I gotta say oh my goodness so John
2: saw a video of yours and he said oh Eric said my friend John Crump get him on the show
0: I, I know I, like, I didn't okay. say that somebody said uh, no I think uh, who Hank's like oh Eric said that you're his good friend I'm like yeah he's a cool guy <laughs>
3: I'm easy going, dude.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. The I first, try. the first thing you've ever said to me when you saw me for the first time in real life was, "John Crump." What a dick! No, no, you said hated by some, loved by others, or something like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's true, man. I mean, it's not. That's a term of endearment. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, like, when we. Way- I started reading these two a articles and stuff. I thought it'd just be a fun way to sort of like fill in some of the gaps between gun gripes and some of the other episodic content we were doing. And of course I've always, you know, I felt like you and I've always had a good relationship. I've gotten oh, on yeah. pretty well and I've always appreciated, you know, how open you guys are in terms of like on the stuff on ammo pretty, you know, well thought out, well-researched generally. And, and I like a lot of your opinions. And I think we all you know, generally kind of think along the same line. So I thought, man, well, How cool would it be? I do some writing, but not like at that level. You guys are really ingrained in it, so I thought, well, why not? I just like read articles from people that I think are cool, and then just kind of elaborate on it. And that's a way for me to kind of get your work out there to other people, and then also a way for me to have a springboard for for discussion. So that was sort of the why I started doing those uh, news plugs. And it's 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 a popular format. People you know, people like it.
0: Yeah, well, the more people that we can get the word out, because some of this stuff is just ridiculous that they're trying. And they always try to sneak it by. Uh, like Or, for example, out in California, it was some bill recently out there uh, that had nothing to do with guns, and then then they changed it into a gun. (laughs) They, like, stripped everything out of it and changed it to... Yeah, what What was that
2: recently? It was... I forget what the bill was. Something to do with roofs or something yeah, like that. All of a yeah. it's a gun bill.
0: Yeah. That basically, it was a roofing bill. So after they passed <laughs> in with the committee, they uh, – after passed out a committee and went to the floor, and uh, then they stripped everything out of it and replaced it with, like, gun That's stuff. That's
2: crazy. So uh, I got a beef with – well, I have many beefs with the government. I don't think Bill should be named. I think it should be like HB whatever, and it should be illegal to call it something. Because when they call it like, we love dogs and puppies, somehow there's going to be a wood chipper involved. You know, it's, it's always the opposite of what they say it is. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't I want the we love dogs and puppies bill to pass?
0: Because
1: <laughs> we hate dogs and puppies. We're the ATF. That's probably written by yeah, the.
3: The Violence Against Women Act is quite the opposite. Yes. You know, they always name it some cushy, you know, term that no one could ever vote against. Uh, What? You're going to vote against the, you know, feed children in Africa bill or, you know, whatever. I mean, they they come up with anything they want to justify the legislation.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what it's part of the game that they play. (laughs) Where they name it like something and it does something totally different and the whole entire thing is to try to uh basically it's twofold. It's try to get you to vote for it, and if you don't get if you don't vote for it like the Violence Against Women Act, if they, they can say when they campaign that they will say he voted against the Violence Against Women Act. And and they won't ever say what was actually in the Violence Against Women Act. So it's like a twofold. You know, kind of thing. I kind of
3: like the way Thomas Massey approaches a lot of of things when it comes to government you know and and Massey is a guy that I've been following a lot and really you know paying close attention to his political career and I I feel like Massey has really the 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 right head on his shoulders and I really I was actually going to tweet it earlier I forgot to but I was going to say that I feel Thomas Massey's kind of like the Benjamin Franklin of our of our age like he's our generation's Benjamin Franklin I mean that I mean he really does think with a, a good level headed view of things, and I, I can appreciate that approach. and he he wants bills to be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna vote on this piece of legislation. That's it. Like he wants a recorded vote on every bill, and that's how it should be. That way you know exactly where a politician's voting record lies. You know, they can't hide behind some, oh, well, that bill was thrown into a bunch of you know other bills that I supported. Nah, you know, like each bill needs to be a line item that you can say you either support or you don't. Yeah, but for sure, I agree. People. But that's why they do it like that.
0: It's like also like, uh, for example, like the Hearing Protection Act, that when that went to the Senate, they just stalled and stalled and stalled until they didn't have the votes to pass it. They're like, oh, we don't have the votes to pass it now. We had it. It's, but you had them. So. Yeah. Oh, why didn't you bring it up?
3: It would make them actually have to work. <laughs> you know, what an odd concept.
1: Yeah. They don't want to do that. Well, I I just just
2: want to. The the same thing can be said about both sides. And it's unfortunate. Like, we are, you know, prisoners on the Republican plantation. Why do they have to do anything for us? We're not going to vote Democrat. So we're locked in voters. So they always hold the carrot just in front of us and say, well, reelect me. And next year I'll pass the Hearing Protection Act or concealed carry reciprocity. And oh, see. they don't have to do a thing to get our vote.
1: Somebody does that shit, I won't vote for them no matter what. I'll vote for a goddamn Democrat. It, you know, sure I'm at the point where I'm out. You know, personally, I think they ought to just be executed. But, you know. well,
0: Okay, <laughs> That's well. That's just me. Uh, <laughs> Eric, meet Richard Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, know. We but- try...
2: We we get a few drinks in him, you know, like when we hang out personally. So he speaks his mind because we don't like him holding back, like that like he does on YouTube all the time.
0: No, Hoffman would never little, ever. Hold back.
3: Situation we live in, yeah, sure.
0: you know, yeah. Well, you know, the, we, people
1: are like, "Aren't you worried about being on a list?" It's like I'm on every goddamn list that exists. I don't even care anymore.
0: Well, one of the things you know. politicians do is they go for the middle, you know. So they're gonna,
2: right? It's the play for the middle.
0: It, 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 like the during the Republican primary, they pander to the right. During, during the Democratic par, primary, they pander to the far left. And then they try to get the middle, and then they go to wherever they actually are. Mm-hmm. So you have three sides to an election. During the primaries, they go to their base, left or right, no matter far left, far right. Then during the elections, they go to the middle to get the middle people. And after they get elected, then you see where they actually are on the political spectrum.
1: Well, you never see where they are because they're all a bunch of scumbag liars.
0: No, that might be true.
1: <laughs> oh, oh that's the only be, thing. There's no might be. The only so, thing you can even even begin to
3: freaking zone in on is their voting record. And even that, Yes. You know, you can't really you have to take with a grain of salt. But at yeah. the end of the day, that's why guys like Massey are so important in, the, in all of this, because, you know, if we can get more principled people like him in there that actually vote according to the Constitution and with their conscience and not, you know what I mean, <laughs> you know, not not voting with, with some financial backing or whatever, you know, they're, they're basically bought people. Yep. And voting really more with their conscience. I think that's important. You know, if, if we can get more more people, we can point to and go, look, this guy has a history of voting right correctly on all the legislation that that we all support or don't support. And then uh, only only then will we would be able to, you know, move forward politically. But right now, it's just such a political stalemate that, you know, they're all the same people. It's yeah. a problem. Yeah. i mean like democrat and republican yeah. it doesn't matter what letter is next to their name they're all the same freaking people
0: No, now I, I got a question uh do you think that it's possible to have more candidates like massey or like a paul out there or do you think that the two parties have it so locked down that it's almost impossible to get someone through that actually believes their mind speaks their mind on like uh, well, on the left, they already went to the far left. So. <laughs> but on the right, um, more of the constitutionalists there. Cause Massey is a one-off. Uh, Rand Paul, well, not a one-off, but he is the exception to the rule. Rand Paul is an exception to the rule. Do you think there will okay. be a, that we can get enough people in there to flip that from the exception to the rule?
3: Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> thoughts on the? Oh my gosh, what
0: is? Uh, that was Jared's idea. Naked
3: cowboy. Oh my. God. That was Jared's that was idea. Funny. Every time that Jared was comes
0: fun. on, we do another uh, cameo for someone. These and, bastards. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and Jared's like, you know, uh, Eric my it likes guitars. i was like, oh, okay.
3: I do very much. You know, I want to. I I want to answer your question. So about, all right, do we have candidates that are in the same league as Ran or Ron Paul or Thomas Massey? I think that you are seeing sort of this, you're, you're, you're seeing an environment that is existing right now where I do believe there are a lot of principal people coming out of the woodwork, okay? And these people are, you know, they want to see things change. They, they understand all the division that they see within political parties, within political movements, and they want to create... A situation that is uh, outside of those political movements that is more based in the Constitution, and uh, I don't have. Uh, there's a lot of candidates that I've been kind of, kind of finding and following on Twitter. I would have to. I don't know their names off the top of my head because I'm not good at remembering names, but I do have some information on my Twitter page. But some of them sometimes will reach out to me, and you know, like there's one gentleman that's running uh, for Congress up in Washington State, and of course he's he's in the middle of a a battleground, literally. I mean, there's embers on the ground still burning in that place, right? And this guy's saying, hey, I want to get in there and shake things up. And he's sort of a – so I think what we see now in terms of political movement is more people that are actually libertarian but are trying to run as Republicans. That's, that's what we're really seeing. So, so really, really, Thomas Massey is, is, is not a Republican. He is a, a libertarian. So we, we need more people that are libertarians running as Republicans and then using their own uh uh, uh, uh techniques against them.
1: Mm-hmm. So instead
3: instead of we having a, a Democrat who runs as a uh-huh. as a Republican and then now they're a Rhino, how, how about a Libertarian run as a Republican? Now, I hope I'm not going to step on my own you know what by saying this, but I had a discussion with one of the local people here that they're, they're a campaign manager or for the for the Republican Party here in Georgia because at one point I was, I was thinking about running for Congress at one point. So oh, I wanted really? to talk about how hard it, yeah how how hard it would be for me to secure funding to beat uh my local uh rep here in district 3 who is uh, Drew Verguson. I was like, "Hey, how much money would I need to raise to beat Drew Verguson?" And uh they're like, "Oh yeah, well, based on, you know, they they pulled up all these metrics and uh they're like, "Well, you got to raise about million to beat him. And I'm thinking like, Jesus, who has that kind of money? But the point is, the conversation,
0: billionaires, exactly.
3: Mm -hmm. One of the conversations I have with her is like, well, Hey, am I too libertarian to run as a Republican? And I hope that they're not going to hate me for saying this, but it's out there now. But she was like, look, secretly, or at least at, at the deep underlying level, most, especially in states like Florida and Georgia and in the Southeast, like where we're at, the Republican, uh, they're they're trying to kind of find more libertarian minded candidates. That that basically they're okay with you saying I'm a libertarian, but I want to run as a Republican. So the the point is that's that's happening right now.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think there's more people that are libertarian than what they actually realize. Correct. I've, yeah. I, I've always been kind of libertarian. Holy.
2: Um, I mean, I, I think libertarian is kind of the most evolved way of being. I mean, and you have lefty, righty libertarian that are nutniks. I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't hurt me. Go for it. And, and that's really what I see as the, the mantra of the libertarian. You know what? If, if it doesn't hurt me in any way, enjoy yourself. Have a good day.
3: Yeah. Yep. But I, I don't want people just waltzing over the border with no accountability right. either.
1: No, right. Without sell I mean, hunting permits. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, oh. I, I don't think that's an environment we should support. I mean, like you, you don't, Rich, you don't leave your, uh, your, your door open every night and just let anybody come oh, right in and do whatever oh, they want up. and help themselves to your refrigerator. I mean, like there's yep. boundaries. No, has you know, <laughs> boundaries, right? We play. Oh, absolutely. Boundaries percent yeah, right.
0: I'm a Larry you know, Sharp. If, if
3: we're going to agree that we're a country, we need to at least agree that the boundary that is our country is is maintained. And, and yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a Larry Sharp
0: libertarian. And it's
3: not like there's not a process for coming here. Like there's a process. If
0: my wife's saying later,
3: you can come here. There's a process.
2: Yeah, and look, my mom
3: was fresh off the
2: boat from Germany, and she was so proud once she became an American, once she got her citizenship. She she was you know the proudest American. Yep. And I think it, it's kind of like when you dr- steal a car, you know, drive it like you stole it. And, and that's how the people coming across the border are. They don't care. They don't give a crap. And if you work hard and earn it, and if it's not easy to do, uh, people will respect it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that's the thing that gets lost on these people just walking across the border.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the so immigration. Mean, you
3: an ISIS fighter and put a cowboy hat on him and blue jeans, and he looks like a Mexican and send him across the border, how many of them people are coming over here? How many of them are going to, you know, get together and form cells of units and then start conducting guerrilla operations against our own citizens, and we let them walk right over the damn border? That's the mm-hmm. issue I have. People let them yeah. hurt us, right? So oh, thank just you. they trying to find work and escape the terrible place that they... If that's the fault of the place that they're leaving, <laughs> Right. If, if a country is so terrible that you want to leave, well, maybe the people that run those countries should be like, hey, we need to we need to figure out why our people hate us so much. that They don't even want to live here anymore. That's yeah, their but- problem. But it's not on us to, to take that either. I mean, like there needs to be a process. Right. You, you can't just you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. I mean, if you have a process for coming here, then that process must be adhered to. And we should not, you know, a, a, a support an environment where we, we you know,
0: allow people to bypass
3: that process.
0: But One thing I always always talk about is I think we need merit-based immigration. For example, uh, my wife's cousin, my wife's from Italy, and her cousin, um, she has her uh, PhD, and she's cleaning houses over there because there's no jobs over there, and she wants to come to the United States, but she can't come to the United States because her immigration keeps on being denied. Yeah. She'll never get in. She will never get into this country. I mean, that that's the type of people that, I hate to say it, that you, you want to do the brain drain going into the country, and that's what you want to do.
1: Tell her to, to change all her paperwork so she doesn't have an education. You know, she wants to live off the system. She loves Democrats, and she'll get right in you know, have her fly into Mexico and come to the border, they'll come on in.
3: He's not wrong.
1: You know, I know too many people from other countries who want to come to this country and are smart and intelligent and have things to offer and they just get denied, 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 you know. So, Eric, you know Richard Monder?
3: Yes, Richard Richard Ronder. Yes, I was about – dude, it is so weird that we both mentioned Richard at the exact same time. Absolutely. Dude, Richard is a perfect example of that. He wants to come here so bad it ain't even even funny. And he Mm -hmm. is extremely qualified, very, very good. I mean, he knows all kind of stuff. He is such a great dude. And, like, he'd be a perfect person to live here. Yeah. But yet, keeps getting turned down. Yeah. That just sucks. He wants to be here so bad he can't see straight.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, that's so funny that we thought of him at the exact same time. That's a perfect example. <laughs> well, Richard, so- if you're watching, man, we we want you to we want you to come over here, man.
0: Yeah, somebody brought him yeah, up Richard in the
3: chat.
0: Usually- He's usually oh, here.
3: We, we gotta find you a wife, Richard.
1: <laughs> we gotta, Let's gotta find gotta, you an American woman to marry. Now nah, I have gotta Sorry. get him a Mexican woman, and then they can come across the border. I keep telling Richard,
2: throw in a sombrero, go to Mexico, <laughs> come across the border.
1: Yeah, tell them you want to be on welfare and, you know, they'll set you up.
0: It, it's really uh, fun. It's really funny. Uh, maybe that <laughs> we can get them on. Uh, you know, they got Russian Brides dot com. Maybe they have English Husbands dot com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it'll just be Richard Monder only to be like a single pitcher. <laughs> we got to totally. do a meme. Totally. <laughs> oh. we, we need to meme that.
3: There, there are no absolutes in this whole thing. That's what's so messed up about it, right? Yeah. There, there's Correct. areas where all of these different policies, when we talk about things or we talk about, hey, we'd like th- things to be a certain way in terms of immigration. Uh, I saw some questions earlier about abortion, right? Yes, but it's difficult to deal with absolutes. That, That's the problem. When you take a multicultural society and throw them in a giant mixing pot, yeah, stir it all up into a giant Blah, whatever, and then open up a little spigot at the end and take a sip and taste it. If it's foul, well, guess what? You gotta figure out where where it's why it's tasting bad. Like we are still the great experiment, and that is an ongoing experiment. Yep. And with all the different cultures that make up our country, it does make policy rather difficult. And sometimes it's hard to deal in absolutes. And uh, as much as we'd like things to be a certain way, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, how do you how do you navigate it? I mean, who's right? Who's wrong? I mean, it's just. Well, uh, you have to refer to the Constitution at that point. It's well, like that's our guide.
0: Like I mean, I don't care where anyone's from. Uh, I, what I care about is that they believe in the Constitution. They believe in our rights. Yep. Um, as as human, you know what our rights are, because the Constitution is a document of negative liberties. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't give us rights. It takes away rights from the government. To infringe on the rights that the we already have, yeah, from the federal government, from the rights we already have. So it's saying you cannot it's infringe.
3: It's just that simple. You know, all all that our our rights need is to be left alone. That's it. Amen. That's how simple this is. Yeah, like it just they just need to leave leave that alone. Like it, our rights are this like precious jewel. It's like Indiana Jones. You're trying to take the idol. Like, yeah, don't do it. You're gonna spring some traps. I'm telling you, you don't
0: want to go there. And but they they keep doing it. So uh uh, uh Sabar says a fir- a lot of first generation Latinos vote red. They don't believe in the Southern Democratic Party. Uh Sabar's a great guy. He's a freaking awesome, he's hilarious. He he did a, oh one gosh. of our friend shows and uh he was being interviewed by one of our friends, but he's like, No, nah, I want to do the interviewing. So he comes on and he's like, "Hi, this is sabar i I was uh doing darks Lawn outside and uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh it was a funny <laughs> intro but yeah we're we're all on uh dark show Saturday night, and Sabar was like totally dropping truth bombs it, it was pretty good
0: yeah he's a he's a really good guy uh but but the, a lot of the cuban- Amer- Americans, like Luis, I gotta still email you and Luis. I totally blanked out on that. Sorry, Rich Rich. Uh I'll get that. L- Luis from GOA is, for example, uh Cuban. And uh a lot of the Cubans or uh uh one of my friends, Dr. Miguel Faria, he's the guy that that was the whistleblower when the C D C was doing all the anti-gun stuff. Um, He was, he's like first generation Cuban and he has a book that talks about his escape from Cuba. He has a bunch of different books out, but it's a very interesting when he was a kid because his parents were revolutionaries, but you had the, you had the two types of different revolutionaries. You had like the, the communists, then you had the more democratic that fought against Batista and the communists won on on the three way battle royale, I guess you can say. So they had to, like, flee Cuba. Very interesting stuff. But he's very conservative.
3: Somebody's willing to get on a boat that they made or some raft and cross the ocean, right? They could die. A storm could knock the boat over. They could get ate by sharks. I mean, it's all terrible things that can happen. The ocean's a scary place. It doesn't care. The ocean takes no prisoners, right? And to think that somebody's willing to get on that boat and know that when they push off, it could be the end of their life. They may not ever make it to where they're trying to go. Mm -hmm. You know what? They get it you want to talk about somebody who wants freedom, Hell yeah, yeah. one thing to jump the wall and hop over here, I mean, now granted, the Rio Grande's dangerous, just like the National Guard soldier got uh, drowned the other day. Oh. That's terrible, right? Yeah. But think about someone who's willing to put it all on the line and get on a boat and come over here. You think when that boat washes ashore over here in this country that they're not going to kiss the ground and want to be here and really try to really be a part mm-hmm. of freedom? Uh, I, yeah. Forget that. I mean, trust me. they Those people want freedom. You know, and their lives to get here,
1: and that's what makes this country great: is people from all over coming here and making us stronger.
0: Look, um, I'm going to show you guys something right here. Um, If if you try to drive from let me, if you try to drive from Cuba to here, (laughs) you really want freedom. That's an actual boat that they converted a truck into a boat.
3: <laughs> oh, my god! I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but that don't look like the kind of people who are, uh, are, are going to come over here and vote for the same thing they just left. No. Nope. Sorry, but they're not.
2: They, and I think that's why they have that stupid wet foot dry foot rule. Like, if they find you in the water, you're going back. But if you're mm-hmm. on land, you're staying. Yep. It's like, who thinks of this crap?
0: Yeah, they actually put that uh, that vehicle into um, a. They fixed it up and they put it into a museum, and I'll show you what it looks like. This is it, all fixed up and out <laughs> in the museum.
1: Fixed it up? They should have left it the way it was.
0: Wow! Oh no way!
1: Yeah. Oh my god!
0: Ah. So that's what they did. They converted ah. a a. Uh, you can see it better out of the water. Wow, wow, man! Those right there are Dude. like, uh, like fifty-five gallon drums.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I've heard why, and, why, why. And, and and they, I don't wait, know. Wait. We need to get
3: these guys three D printing. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. No <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool right there.
3: That's
0: pretty epic. Yeah. You know, you know, just to. Uh yeah it's uh it's it's pretty cool um I, I I I like it but yeah that that's uh they kind of been like I think it was the nineties.
3: People here take so much for granted, man. Yep. They don't understand how lucky they have it. You're <laughs> born here, and all you have to do is just live and be born here. I mean, like, there's a lot of people who would desperately give up everything to be here, and it's just it makes me proud, man. I love this country. I don't yeah. give a shit what anybody says. I love America. It's you the know, best country ever- in the
0: world. Yeah. Here is another one, another car that that they try to make into a boat.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Wow.
0: Yeah. Man, we need to get them
1: start doing that and bringing all those old cars they've got over here. No joke.
3: <laughs> Most of them aren't running because they can't get parts for them anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, the Cuban embassy over there is amazing, by the way. It's right on the beach. I've showed oh, Rich it.
2: You, you've, yeah, right, right. I remember the pictures.
0: Yeah, sure. I used to work for the State Department. So I showed Rich, uh, like, the pictures of, of, like, the embassy and everything. It's, like, right across on the beach, and you see all these, and you sit there, and you just all these old cars just drive by.
2: So, Eric, are you a car
3: guy? Well, let me just put it to you
2: like you this, got okay? mad
0: at me. Yeah.
3: All right, look, I love cars, right? But here's the thing: it's like you, you, there's only so many things that you can do. It's like I'm into guns, I'm into music gear. I have a crazy music gear collection. So it's like, for after a while, you kind of have to like pick something and stick to it. Like I, quite frankly, I ain't rich enough to be a car guy. Like I have to pick something. Like it's either be a gun guy. Like yeah, between guns and guitars, that ties up all my money, um, you know, but I do love cars. Uh, I, um, you know, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I love fast cars, fast motorcycles, fishing boats. I mean, I, basically, if it's got a motor strapped to it, I'm, I'm <laughs> happy. Yeah. happy.
1: Can't afford it, but like it.
3: That's right. I do like it. One, one day I'll probably get me a, a cool sports car, you know, maybe I'll, I'll find a 65 Mustang uh, brandy has a 50th anniversary wimbledon white uh mustang
2: oh nice yeah they made
3: 1500 of them for the 50th anniversary nice. in the uh, wow. wimbledon white and it's it hauls ass it's uh it's fast but I i'll like tell you what i'm with... like
2: fantasy shopping and buying is the new corvette the z06 or the z07 the idea of 670 horsepower that's just crazy
0: well, yeah. well, six hundred seventy horsepower. It that doesn't sound crazy when you like compare it against naturally uh, aspirated. That's what I was about to say. We, you know, the supercharged thing. Then once you go naturally aspirated, and you see how light the damn thing is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you Have you been natu- in
0: a
3: really really fast boat before?
0: Uh, not really
1: fast. Not holy no. shit.
0: Yeah. Now that's it's crazy. That seems scary because that seems like it would seem faster than what it actually, actually going like uh-huh. on land.
1: Yeah, it, my grandfather had a Donzi way back when, and that thing was sick fast. I can't even imagine what they're like today, right? Right, you know, they he lived up in Maine, and at one point, uh, the uh. Coast Guard guy used to park his boat right off my grandfather's dock because he couldn't park it on the dock because he'd show favoritism and everything so he had to park it off the dock and he left his dinghy on the dock and he comes hauling ass up the road somebody's sinking they're 45 minutes on my boat my grandfather said get in the fucking Donzi. 15 minutes later they're pulling the people out of the (laughs) water
3: Yeah. <laughs> my grandpa did some crazy stuff in his Z car. Like uh, oh my gosh, man. Like at one time he was on the Interstate just hauling ass like he always did in his Z car. And you know those things sit really low to the ground, you know, and he would actually take that thing from time to time and rev up and go like under a a, 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 a truck. Like, you know, pull a okay. big ass <laughs> trailer. He would go yeah. under it and like zip across on the on the
1: oh. and one time
3: he got in a wreck in his Z car – and he was going so fast, he was trapped in good, but he was going so fast, actually jettisoned one of his eyeballs out of the socket. Oh my god. <laughs> and he, he this. So he, he went he went into the freaking <laughs> he went into the freaking uh emergency room holding his eyeball like, Hey uh they're like, What's your problem? Uh well can't you see my, my eye problem? came out yeah, my, my eye popped out the freaking socket. They I saying, have a problem. I, yeah. I mean that was my grandpa, man, you know. <laughs> It's just crazy.
0: Uh, uh, the car I want is a 240 uh 240Z.
3: See, I
2: I'm I've worked on enough carburetors and distributors. I want to have nothing to do with them. I want
0: a fuel
1: injected you, you. coil over plug, none of that stuff. Mm-mm. I want a 240 original AC Shelby Cobra.
0: Oh, that's nice. <laughs>
1: that or an original GT40 Ford that's nice oh
2: yeah okay That that's the exception
1: oh, not okay. the gt's the gt40 first car i went uh-huh. 200 miles an hour in
0: okay. yeah um I, I i want a 240z and i want to plop a big ls3 in there and supercharge oh, that why bitch. why i think it'll be fun nah. why because it can be done
3: because regions Right, right,
1: and good I, for
0: you. I like the, the Nissan 400Z. Um,
1: I haven't even seen that.
0: Oh, it's it's nice.
1: What you want is one of the little the '80s Fiat Peninfarini spiders. Okay, the, put a big LS7 in it. Oh, oh, <laughs> little blower on it. You know, um, car so, weighs about thirty five pounds.
3: <laughs> so, uh, so I had a baby blue. Eighty-two Pina Farina.
1: I had a uh, the British Racing yeah. Green one.
3: Yeah, and it was the one that had the actual like sailboat logo, like the yeah. real deal Pininfarina. Like it, it's yeah. a specific car that they only made for like one or two years. Yep. Yeah. But I will tell you, look,
1: that thing handled that car, so well.
3: When that car worked, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But I will tell you one thing: Fiats suck to work on. I hate they. Yeah. They are the worst cars. To work on,
1: yeah.
3: Oh my god, I'm so glad I got rid of that car. The day I got rid of that car, I, I cracked a beer and was like, "Thank God it's gone."
0: Mm-hmm. You know they bring- But ugh. you I know, went. Lamborghinis bringing back the Countach, right?
3: Yeah, the 50th anniversary, right?
0: Yeah. Have you seen it?
2: Yes, ugh. that's crazy looking. But I, I watch these car channels. I don't want to own any of that stuff. I see all the problems they have.
3: Yeah. All right. What about? All right. Wow. Elon Musk. Alright. Electric cars, right? Tesla, what do you think about the S Flat? You looked at the specs on that thing?
0: Oh. That's that's,
3: nuts. It's nuts.
0: That thing's like a rocket that's ship, man.
3: Fast, man. It'll it'll get down.
0: Yeah, he'll beat anything out there. And you can pick up yep. groceries and have like <laughs> and like have four doors.
3: Yeah, they're just what, one hundred twenty
0: thousand. no big deal, right? Yeah. But for what you car. get? For what you get, it's it's you know, you get a lot for a hundred twenty thousand.
1: Does well, it get you laid? I mean as far as performance
3: <laughs>
2: I
1: guarantee <laughs> any Tesla does not get you laid.
3: Oh come oh. on, dude.
1: All right,
2: that that is pure sex though.
0: That that right there <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the new kuntosh
1: I never liked those. <sighs>
3: Yeah, but goddamn, a two point six million dollar car. I mean, at this point, you window yeah. shopping. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I can I'm think not, of really more, two
1: point six. I can think of a lot of other nicer cars I'd rather have.
0: I want yeah. like the McLaren F one, the one where you sit in the middle. Or oh you yeah, the
2: OG McLaren F one. The
0: OG McLaren F one. Three seater. It's a three seater, and the driver sits in the middle.
2: Yeah, that. What is that going for
3: right now? Is that four million right
2: now?
0: Yeah, something like that.
3: Yeah, I like the vintage Aston Martin.
0: Oh yeah, those are They're nice, nice.
3: The old school. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh like yeah, the bond, the bond cars, you know, yeah. back in the day. I mean, like nice dude, rounded
0: lines.
3: Yeah,
1: nothing but one sexy. One of the coolest
3: car designs ever, man. I mean, like if mm-hmm. I could have any sports car, it'd have to be like an old school Aston Martin, like Bond, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I I got a thing for the old. uh one, the old Gullwing Mercedes, mm-hmm. and two, the uh, 70s, 60, late 60s, early 70s uh, E-Type V12 Jags with that hood okay. just went on forever.
2: The yeah. XKE, yeah.
0: Yeah. It looked so, like do
2: you know why that Mercedes Gullwing ended up being a Gullwing? Because it was a 2 frame chassis, and the chassis so tubes we're were, it, it yeah. raised the door yeah. sill so high, that's why they ended up making it a gullwing. wing. They didn't oh. go out and say, "Oh, we'll build a gullwing. wing." They're like, well, was, "All right,
1: it was a race car. The first yes. ones were a race car, and the doors were only about that tall." If you look at the 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 goal wings, the production gullwings, wings, the doors kind of go like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it comes out like this on the originals, that didn't exist. It was just the window. <laughs> and you kind shoot. of fold the steering squeeze wheel down in. and kind of squeeze your fat ass in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, you gotta kinda of peel yourself in there a little bit. Yep.
1: Fall you down know, into the car.
3: I love the old school Volkswagens too. Yep, Like not the Mexican ones, like the early German ones, you know, like I love the ones from the fifties with the round windows and <laughs> yeah. rounded profile, like the There's rounded that, window,
1: like, the, the the split yeah. window, if you can find those.
3: Yeah, I, I really dig the old school bugs because they just they look great. They're easy to work on. They're tech friendly. Like, yeah. the easiest vehicle in the world to keep running. And that, that's one car that's on my list. I would love to have a vintage Volkswagen, but I want to get I want to get one that's got good original floor pans in it, aren't all rusted mm-hmm. out? Like yeah. no rewell bullshit. Like I want a real deal provider.
0: <laughs> um, I. Um, you know. I got a text message here and they're asking you um, what do you think of the HM technologies uh, stealth ARs, the ones where they make uh, the AR, the barrel, the gas block, and the silencer all from uh, one piece. You're asking me? Yeah. They. Have the-
3: so we actually have one on the way to do some work on, which is really cool. So uh, we've got a form in to get it over there to our FFL to, do some work on it. So I, I hope I can say this boy. I hope he doesn't message me later and tell me like you bastard, but, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say too much because I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say because we get a lot of stuff early sometimes. So like people are developing things and we'll, they'll send us sometimes what's like in a prototype stage. Mm. Like recently I, I got to shoot a, uh, a CMMG prototype and I can't talk about it. Uh, it's not released yet, but I, I can tell you that w- when you see it, it it's it's going to blow your skirt up for sure. It like, look, I, I've, I've dealt with so much stuff over the years that it takes a lot to blow my skirt up. But when I saw this, I was like, holy crap, this is so freaking cool. So people are going to love the new CMG, but the HM you're talking about, it is cool. I really love the monoblock, the way that they uh, machine the gas block into the barrel stock, which is really cool. It really helps barrel harmonics and just rigidity and bomb-proofing the whole system, which is cool. But to think to have an, an entire suppressor volume that is literally machined into one homogenous unit, uh, that certainly does uh, yield itself to be not only lighter and handier, but uh, more bomb-proof as well. So we do have one of those uppers on the way we're going to be doing a video on, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing with that. That'll be a lot a lot of fun. I haven't personally shot one yet, but I am aware of them, and I do have one uh, on the way, we'll be doing a video on, so I, I think that's cool. I really dig the technology,
1: yeah, The only problem with you know the all in one unit if you get a baffle strike or something, well, there goes the whole thing credit order a new one well if we had, if that's if true.
0: we if we had eric's money, we could do that
3: <laughs> <laughs> no way dude i ain't got the money people think I do, man. Yeah. It's just you know, and it ain't all about money either. I mm-hmm. mean, like they're they well when you have as water much water
2: money for- as you do, that you can say that. <laughs> that's
0: away. what that's what all all the rich people say.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, fair, fair, but, <laughs> but the point is, it's like I guess as as I've gotten a bit a bit older. I mean, I'm I'm going to turn. I guess I think I'm going to be 38 this year.
1: 38. Um, oh my god. God, I'm you're there. still I'm a still young poor. pup.
3: Well, okay, granted, but. You know, I'm pushing 40, and it's like, you, you end up, you know, kind of thinking about the way your life has been up to this point, like, there, there's these milestones in life that we come up with, and, you know, every person, they hit 40, they have some, re- you know, they have a little bit of retrospection, and think about the past, Fifties the same way, 60, I mean, you hit those big numbers, it changes, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting on 40, and, and you think, yeah, I got all the cool lifestyle, and there's a lot of people that want to do what I do, and, and all that, I, I suppose that's good and fine, but you kind of start thinking, you know, I really want more experiences. Go places, uh-huh. be with people I care about, be with my family. You know, I got a, a new grandson that he's only four months old now. And Oh, cool. Congratulations. You know, congratulations. congratulations. It's just cool. You know, it, I, I want to see him grow up in a world that he can be free and shoot any gun he wants, any gun he wants. Uh, for me, that's, that's my goal. You know, I money sure that's that's fine, but you know, what 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 world is he gonna grow up in? What what yep. world am I responsible for leaving behind to him? Yeah, that's that's my huh. focus.
0: Yep. All right, we've been on Any for a better
3: world that we want to look forward to, to living in.
0: Oh yeah, that's perfect. We've been on for over an hour, and I think we're gonna end on that note. You can follow Rich online. So...
2: Wait, I, I, one last thing. Eric's like, so what are you going to talk about? <laughs> Everything <laughs> was this anything you planned?
3: You know, we didn't talk about anything that you and I talked about. Right,
2: <laughs> right. right?
3: <laughs> we should have been recording you talking and just made a separate video. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, you can follow me on uh, John Crump at locals.com, Real John Crump on Instagram, Crumpy SS on Twitter, John Crump News on YouTube. You can also, John Crump News is my main channel. It's a really cool channel. I just upgraded the studios. I think my lights have been delivered. But um, you can follow Rich at Flying Rich on YouTube, Flying Rich on MySpace. And I'm not even joking about that, Eric. He actually has a mic. My- <laughs> He still has his MySpace. And he still uses it. I can't
2: get canceled from there. No. No, I, I got a MySpace.
0: Yeah, he does. Cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram at Flying underscore official, and you can support him at flyingrich at dot com. You got BWE down there, BWE Firearms, everything Uzi, subguns, machine guns. Whatever you want done that's fully automatic and goes birth, you can get it from BWE. He's also BWE Firearms on all social medias, including a YouTube page where he does builds, not builds, but he, he shows you some gunsmithing stuff that is really cool that you're not going to see other places. It's the old school. He's passing on that knowledge. And I'm going to leave the final word up to Eric. Eric, go ahead. Tell people where the oh, everyone knows where they can find you. But you can pretend like they primarily
3: they, Twitter uh, at I write better Veteran eighty eight on Twitter, and then of course the the YouTube channel. I know there's a lot of you know different thoughts going around, and there's a lot going through people's minds. But uh, I would just encourage everybody to stay the course and uh, and try their best to make sense of all this. No, nothing's perfect, but you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta try to stay in the fight as best we can. And, uh, I appreciate what you guys do. And, uh, anytime I would, I'd love to be on the show anytime that you want to have me. And, uh, when we're going to start doing, so we have our life, Liberty and the pursuit podcast and, uh, we're going to start doing more guest spots. So I'd love to have you guys on our podcast and and same kind of format. We can just chew the fat and talk about whatever the hell we want and it'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Sounds like fun to me.
3: Cool. Thanks.